Hi, Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambach. You are listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. This is episode 120. Thank you so much for checking out our show. Now, in today's show, we have Richard Borston. And Richard is a quintessential entrepreneur, and he's going to be talking about how to stand apart from the competition. So if you've ever wondered, hey, I'm at this conference trying to make connections. I don't know that things are working for me. How do you really measure if you got a return or if you are converting those connections into something that is making a difference, not only for your business, but for their business as well? He's giving a ton of great advice in this arena, as well as different ways to market, certainly on Facebook. We talk about pixels. We talk about all that stuff. So make sure to listen up till the end also because Richard has a very special offer for the Boshery Society uh, and you'll definitely want to take advantage of it. It's a tool that he uses to this day in his business and we have the understanding that it comes from a product that he purchased that was worth several thousand dollars. So again, you're going to want to listen to the end of the show. Now, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, make sure to do so. That is what makes you a Boshery Baller and check us out over on Twitter at Boshery Society and thank you for stopping by. Here's the show. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Hello, Boss Free Society listeners. We are back doing another great interview for our Boss Free Ballers. Uh, today we have Richard Borston. He is the founder of Red Fox Associates. He's a copywriting and marketing expert. Richard has helped internet marketers launch their new sales funnels. He's author of the book, How to Sell Without Selling. Uh, Richard is well known for his 115 proven advertising secrets card deck, which is a Cliff Notes creation where Richard took hundreds of hundreds of highlighted passages from copywriting expert books he's read compiled easily into a handy card deck. Richard is also a proud husband and father to seven, yes, seven children living in Tennessee. Richard Borston, welcome to the Boss Free Society podcast. Richard, we are happy to have you here. Thank you hey, so much I'm, for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell us about, I mean, I know I met you I say it was about a year ago or so, Richard, and we were yeah. um, both in Boise, Idaho for a mastermind event. And I specifically remember being kind of thrown in this group of people. It was like, wow, all these people are high-performing individuals, entrepreneurs with just excellent backgrounds. And I remember you specifically coming up to me and be like, hey, tell me what you do and this and that. So I believe you have an, uh, an amazing ability to connect with people. And so to that point, how instrumental has that been for the growth and the, the evolution of your business? That's that's, that's actually been a core part. In fact, initially when I first got started, that's really all I did was I walked up to people. I, I went to different events. I walked up to people. I said, hi, you know, tell me about your business. What are you doing? And it, it's, it's a great way to get to know people. And, and there was even a time where I remember at a, I remember I was at, I was at a GKIC event and uh, a Dan Kennedy event and 
it was a super conference, and I had almost no money in the bank. I was, it um, things had turned down for my business. I was really kind of stressed, but I literally had was eating power bars for for meals because I <laughs> couldn't afford anything. I, I, I'm, I'm at this conference. I forget I forget where it was, but. At, I had like $100 in my bank account. I basically spent like everything I could to get there and whatever I had left to get back and had a little money left. And I was like, I've got to get clients. I mean, I've, I've got to figure this out. So what I did was I, I committed myself. I am going to get 100 business cards from people. Hmm. I'm not going to give out 100. I'm going to get 100 business cards from people. And and in, in, so I, I started doing I'm like, okay, I've got – I think it was four days. That means I've got to get at least, you know, 25 a day. And so I just started going and it's amazing to get that many cards. You've really got to be hustling and talking and, and kind of sorting through are the people that are, that are cool, but they're not going to be your type of person and to other people that, that uh, are going to make sense. And by the end of it, I actually had 130 cards Nice. and and I committed that I wanted five clients. I've got to get five clients out of this. And I ended up getting ten over nice. the next several months. You know, you had to, you have to do the follow up, and that and that's key with anything that has to do with sales is uh, you got to do the follow up. And so many times, people nowadays they they send out an email once or twice, or they make a couple calls and they don't and they don't stick with it, and they don't they don't keep touching base and keep touching base and keep touching base. And the important thing about that is that. That whenever you're ta- touching someone by contacting them, you never know what their situation is. I mean, their dog may have left them, their wife may have run off, and the next time you contact them, uh, they're, they may have found their dog and their wife may have come back. And so you know now they're ready to talk to you, and the first time they weren't. So uh, following up has been really important, but going up and just talking to people, and that was actually something that was really hard for me to do at first because I'm kind of inherently a, an introvert. And just like to keep to myself, but uh, I said, "Hey, I've, I've got a family of seven. I got um, at the time it wasn't seven, but I've got you know I've got a lot of kids, and I got to mm-hmm. put food on the table. And so you, you do what you got to do." So here's a great example, though, that you went in with intention, right? You went in with the intention to not only attend the event, but had in your mind, "I'm going to connect with a hundred people," and then further than that, talking about the fact that I want to close you know, five clients and you close 10. So that's a perfect example of going, uh, the difference between just attending an event, collecting some cards, they kind of fall by the wayside, you know, in the corner of your desk, whereas you really approached it in a very proactive way. And I guess to that point as a tip for the people that are hearing this and saying, wow, okay, so the next time I go to an event, I want to go with intention. Talk to us about that whole process thereafter. When you have these, the stack of cards, what did you do? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I have a, I have a young daughter who types fast, so um, she's. A, she, I forget how old she was at the time, but um, but I basically handed the deck of cards to her, and I said, "These are gold. Do not lose these. <laughs> There's money in these cards." And I hand them to her, and I said, "I want you to data entry all these in, put it on a spreadsheet. So you know, one column per contact, kind of standard stuff." And she just went through and punched it in, and. And and then I had other I had other ones where it's amazing. One one thing I'll definitely tell your listeners is please bring business cards when you go to events, please, because people want to connect with you. The truth is is that that 
so much of the magic, at least 50%, oftentimes more depending on the event, but definitely something like if you're going to go like to TNC or something like that, uh, the, the magic's in the people around you, not actually what's up on stage. Right. Um, and, and that depends. I mean, if it's like a, if it's like a, Hey, you're going to learn things, then obviously the stuff on stage is important. But, but even in those situations, I would say almost equally as important are the people around you, because there's people that are going to need your help. There's people that you're going to need their help from. And there's people that, that know people that either need your help or you, or can help you. So, so please bring business cards so that people can connect <laughs> because it's amazing how many people I have to end up pulling out a piece of paper and saying, okay, hey, you get to write on the wall of shame for not bringing your business card and they got to they gotta, you know, give me their name and address and so write it down. Um, but, but yeah, what we did was we, we entered all those in and then uh, some of them I pulled into, uh, in, into emails and fired out emails off. Usually at first, what I'll do is I'll send an individual email um, because I'm not a big fan of just throwing somebody on a on a list that right. somebody that you meet at a conference or something like that or at an event because it's um it, you know that's not really what they ask you to do. They didn't say, oh, here's my business card, so you can start hitting me with emails every day. Um, but but what I will do normally is I'll reach out. I'll usually on the card itself, I'll write something if I can. I'll write something that we talked about. I'll write a little message something like hey they've got kids or they or they you know they like to vacation in wyoming or something about them that i picked up from the conversation so that then when i circle back around to them and i and i have basically a canned email but i'll have little spots that i can throw in these personalized Mm -hmm. elements to it and then it feels like i'm you know i'm writing this whole personalized email to them and they're way more likely to respond and feel like, hey, this isn't a canned, canned uh, email, and it also makes them feel like, hey, dude, this guy remembers me, and he remembers something about what we talked about. Can't do that every time. I don't have a, an ironclad memory, but but I tried to when I could. And so if we, if I had those notes on there, my daughter also put those in as a as a as a data entry point in that record, so that I could reference them. And then you're sending out, then you're sending out direct mail pieces. You're set, You're doing. You're doing follow up calls. And and you're just following up, following up, following up through basically through those three different ways, through calls, direct mail and and emails. The other thing that's really good, which uh, I guess is pretty common knowledge now, but not everyone knows this, is that you could take all those either the phone numbers or their email addresses. You can dump them into a Facebook and create audiences and then start creating lookalikes or you could just build that audience, build that audience, build that audience and, and start getting enough that you'll be able to advertise. So usually you need at least uh, I like to not keep it smaller than a thousand for someone for like that group, but I think Facebook can do as little as a few hundred. But nonetheless, you can also create look like so you can say, "Hey, go find me all the people that are like these cool people that I met," and then you can start advertising and hitting hitting them on Facebook. Uh, or another way to do it is you can take that their information, send them, "Hey." I just wrote a really cool blog post about this or that or X, et cetera, and then you can you can drive them to a blog post, pixel them, and then start driving traffic, start hitting them with ads that way. That's actually Ryan Dice's bread and butter. Um, he does that all day long. He'll write he'll write a blog post, traffic pixel the traffic that comes into him. That'll create an audience, and then and then he'll hit them with ads specific to that whatever that topic of the blog post was. 
Okay, very smart. And Tim, I don't know if you're going to ask that about what's for, a pixel. Well, I wanted yeah, him to for explain the people to our listening. audience yeah, exactly what a, what a pixel is. Yeah, so a pixel is so both Google in the AdWords in their AdWords, uh, which is AdWords is their advertising platform, and then with Facebook they have their advertising platform. But with either Google or AdWords, and there's a, lots of other platforms you can do it on. It's all the same concept. It's basically what they do is they put a little image, you put some code into your onto your web page wherever it is, whether it be lead pages or click funnels or or Insta pages or just you know a WordPress site. You put it on the page that you want to tag them, and if you think about it, it's like it's like putting a sticker on them, or like putting like a GPS tracking, um, like a like they have for cars. It's like tagging them, and then you could track them. You could follow them all around the internet. This is how, by the way, you can be. Um, I, we all share the same account in my Amazon account, and why all of a sudden I'll be on the I- internet and and you know knee-high boots are following me all around the internet. <laughs> Amazon's trying to sell me knee-high boots. Well, I mean, as fashionable as they may be for me, I actually don't wear knee-high boots. It's my daughters or my wife who's happened to be looking at them on Amazon, and now now Amazon's chasing me around trying to find it because it's realized, oh, hey, this person wants to, is interested in, in knee-high boots. So that's how that's how Amazon does those type of tricks, and that's, and that's what you do is you basically drop this little code in it it fires off a pixel, which then plants tags you, and a pixel is just a little image. It's a it's a one by one. A one a pixel is a one by one um, image. It's just very small, like the pixels we talk about pixels, like uh, on a um, on a monitor or something like that. Richard, uh, what are you working on right now that you're excited about? I think probably the most exciting thing that I've been working on is I, I started I started connecting with a. With this brilliant, uh, he, he's a brilliant businessman. He's a brilliant marketer, and and I hate him because he's younger than me, and he's like super successful. So you know, he's always like, dang it. Um, but he uh, he is his name's Sean Buck. He works for uh, he, his company is called Newsletter Pro, and we're doing some really cool stuff with him. the The thing that I love about him is that his company was named one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S by Inc. Magazine this past year. He was number like 20, 120, like 3,000% increase over the last three years. Just exponential growth. And it's not like from going from like 100 to 300. It's 1,000. It's like he's up north three, four, five, five million dollars and just growing and growing and growing. And he and I were talking. He's like, hey, I want to generate some more lead systems. I want to get some more I want to get some more people. Can I, I really want to grow even faster this year? And so he brought me on, and I've been doing some done-for-you work with him, and it's just been it's been a lot of fun because when you've got a real high-quality product with a high-quality company that's really taking just kick-ass care of their customers, like he is, and just producing a phenomenal product, it's so much fun because it's so easy to produce uh, and to promote and to generate those leads. And then I'm also working with the sales team so that all the way through from the advertising all the way through to the landing pages, the whole psychology that goes in through the landing pages, and then working with the sales team to close the deal. We've been having some real phenomenal uh, sales, uh, leads. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And you're working with these individuals. Who are, like, who are your 
your dream clients, who are your perfect clients to, to work with that you, that you can help them the most? The great thing about Sean is he's he's really marketing savvy. He's he was marketer of the year for GKIC um, in 2014. He's been in the Titanium Group uh, in, at, with Dan Kennedy's group. He's he's worked a lot with Dan Kennedy, and so it was actually quite an honor for him to come to me and ask me to to help him. And that's really been great because he's got a great marketing mind. Putting that together with my marketing know how and sales know how, we've really been. There's been a real great synergy, and we've been a great team working together and come up with some really good ideas. So really that, that ideal person is someone who understands that the understands marketing, understands the sales, and understands what it takes to get that success. Sometimes you hit it out of the park right away. Other times it takes some tweaking and, and testing and trying different venues and different uh, different channels different psych- psychological processes that you take someone uh, a um, a prospect through in order to get that right dial get that right thing dialed in having someone who's mature and understands that there's a process to it and and isn't freaking out cuz they they didn't get a sale the first day that you turn something on or or whatever the situation is um, those are really the ideal people that I like to work with and so out of curiosity when you talk about that and using um, Sean Buck as an example, I guess, what is the, what is the secret to his success? I know that you had said great product. Um, he engages with his customers in a great way. Can you, can you, you know, can you deep dive a little bit more into, into what that means? What makes him above and beyond the rest? Uh, I think two, two things. One is that he narrowed down into a very, to a very specific, uh, he's not doing marketing. He's not, he's not, uh, well, he definitely, his product can can double referrals and triple re- retention, but he he uh, and we talk about that. But what he what his real key to his success is that he's he's focusing on one specific thing: taking doing newsletters and doing them really really well, and using that and understanding what's the best that what's the best way of using that tool, so that when he goes out to the to the doctors and the and the hvac guys and he and he goes to even the plumbers or attorneys who have a lot of clients that they need to stay and connect connect with he understands how to advise them and how to put together a newsletter that's going to be really effective for the for those people so that's the first thing the second thing is is that he understands marketing he understands uh, sales he understands uh how to grow a business because it's that there's so many stumblings along the way that you can do it, especially when you're growing as rapidly as he is. I think the third thing is that he uh, he understands that he's not going to be able to do everything. This guy's a really great marketer, and yet he understands that even then, that's he needs help and he needs to bring in other people to do the stuff that he could do, but he has other things that are demanding of him. So, so he brings in guys like me in order to. In order to still get that success for him, but but he's not trying to keep all the balls in 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 his hands and hold on to them tight so that he can do everything, do everything, do it. He understands how to delegate. He understands how to get the right people on his team and how to how to use them so that his company can be more successful. I think too often people hold on to stuff too tightly and they wait too long and they're scared and, and a lot of it comes from fear of. Well, what if I let this go, or what if I don't do this? You know, it's not going to turn out the way that I that I have to do it. 
So what, what are some copywriting basics or just good practices that people should know um, before they create their advertisements or before they are starting to market, go to marketing? Yeah, it's a, uh, excellent question. The most important thing that people, that people need to know is they need to know their audience. They, they need to know their market because if they don't understand their market, if, if they don't get that exact right market in place and then get the right message to that market, then you're dead in the water before you even begin. So one of the reasons why we, we are able to really kill it for Newsletter Pro is because Sean understood his market. We were able to couple that with the research that we were doing and really understand, okay, here's what they care about. Here's what's important to them. Here are the ways that, that we can talk to them. Here's the different type of person we want to attract, and here's what they care about. And so then we started talking to them about that, and we knew how to go find them. And, and that's the key is that so, so often people are looking for a, a needle in a haystack and they kind of take these really broad, particularly like in Facebook, if they're doing Facebook ads, you'll see these, you'll see these audiences where they're listing like 15 different people in their audiences, like they're 50 different interests or 15 different behaviors and they got all these different interests and behaviors and then and they've got like a million or two million people and they think, oh, cool, I've got all this thing. The problem is, is that you're talking to a whole bunch of different people all at the same time, and you don't know. Unfortunately, with Facebook, particularly, they don't tell you, uh, "Oh, like this particular interest is what produced the the conversion or produced the sale." All they tell you is that this ad produced the sale, and they give you some some demographic breakdowns, but they don't give you interests or behavior breakdowns, so you don't know. That actually, what's better is to get really narrowed down and take slices of the audience and see which one of these is producing the, the best results for me or, or acceptable results. Because even if it look like for instance, if you've got $100 to spend on a client to get them, then if you spend 20 or you spend 50, like if one, if one say audience is generating a $20 sale, uh, it's costing you 20 bucks to get the sale and another audience is costing you $50 to get the sale but they're both under $100, then then keep it going, even if one's more expensive than the other. Now, if you find that one audience is costing you $150 to get the sale and you can't make that up on the back end, then then you know that and you can break that out. So really understanding your market, breaking it down and niching it down is super important. So to that point, can you talk to the to the listeners about what you just said about the back end? So you help to coach and to set up your clients with a high ticket, high ticket type of an offering. Can you explain a little bit about what that is, the value that that brings, and just how how accessible it is for people to to incorporate into their marketing? Yeah the the key with the key with high ticket sales, a lot of people think, oh, it takes longer. It's a longer sales cycle to do a high ticket sale. That's actually not true. the The key is is that you've got to go, th- you've got to take the prospect through the psychological process that they need to go through in order to make the sale. So the 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 key isn't how long the sale is. It's like, oh, if I'm selling a fifty thousand dollar service or product, it's going to take three months to close them. That I can tell you that that same that fifty thousand dollar sale uh, product or s- service can be sold within the next the f- within a day after you've met them 
after they've even ever heard of you at the first time they've opted in. Why? Because because you take them through the process. You take them through the psychological process they need to go through in order for this to say, "Hey, this makes sense." And that's the biggest thing is that you know so 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 often people just look at the front end of a of a interaction with a client or prospect and they think, "Okay, cool. I, I made a thirty dollars sale on this." You know, book or something like that, and and then they just try to keep making the thirty dollars sale, and they they don't have a system in place to do the whole back end where you've got where where you've got a sales team that's following up and talking to them about other products or other services or mm-hmm. or other offerings, and that's a big mistake that people make is they just stop at the beginning and they and or they're not willing to work their numbers hard enough to understand that hey you know even if i take a loss on this on the front end i'm going to pick up a whole bunch on the back end and and know their numbers and say that okay for every 100 people that come in we do we do this in sales so like for instance i i have i had a funnel that I was running just for myself where if for every $1000 i put into it i got $10000 out and it was we were just chugging along doing that um, so I could – it didn't matter to me if it cost me $500 on the front end to to get uh, – to close one. That actually would have been a better thing. I, I'm OK with losing $1,000 on the front end, right. spending $1,000 because I know that for every $1,000 I spend, I'm going to get 10000 on the back end because I knew my numbers because we had sales team that was that was ready to close them and pull them into an a- appropriate package that would make sense for them. So, um, so that's, that's really the key is, is having backend offerings. And I will say this, a lot of times people make the mistake, they say, oh, I have to start with a low, a low ticket item, but that's actually not true. There are definitely people and I'm one of them. I've been one of them more than once where, um, where they, they just want to spend the money. So like, uh, we, we met at a Russell Brunson event. Uh, at that event, I first got connected with Russell through a thousand dollar program that he was selling, a class he was selling, and then I went into the mastermind group, which was uh, for me twenty five k. But I took that jump. I went from one thousand, then I spent twenty five thousand. Now another guy that uh, that I was connected with that I wanted to have mentor me, I just skipped all the low stuff and I just said I want to pay you five, and I just started paying him five k a month to to start mentoring me okay so so oh you always want to make both opportunities available for your prospects you want it the low ticket guys and then ascend them but you could also descend people so you can also make a big or make a big sale offering and they descend them down if they don't take that offering you can like let's say you're offering a ten thousand dollar package if they don't take on if they don't bite on that or if it doesn't make sense it's just not a good fit then sell them down into a lower ticket item uh, uh $5000 or 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 $500 uh package so you could always descend and you could also ascend but giving having systems in place where they can come in through multiple doors into the house is a is an important way of having a strong back end so that you're not just getting caught with one type of person or one type of sale so good so good outstanding so richard I can't believe it's it's that time. Um, but this is the, the the exit question that we always ask our our boss free uh, 
guests. Uh, what sage advice can you offer for our Boss Free Society listeners? Something that they can do in the next 24, 48 hours that can move their business forward. I would say uh, get a stronger grip on who your audience is and what they care about. Uh, you can't understand it. Um, you can't understand it better. Uh, you can't you can't know too much about your market is what my my brain was trying to get out of my mouth there, and and so understanding what their emotions are, what their desires are, what their beliefs are around the things, the products that you sell or the services that you sell, is critical to growing your business and 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 always testing that because things change and if you don't change in along with those beliefs and emotions and then if you don't change along with those then that's how you become obsolete exactly sure. Okay, and for those of you folks that are listening, what Richard is offering is the ultimate guide to knowing what your ideal clients desperately want. Okay, this is perfect. It's an infographic that you can download. And Richard, can you tell people where they can go at, uh, on the internet and download that? Yeah, you can go to marketdesires.com. It's marketdesires.com all, all together, no hyphens. And and you you could go there, download it, some other opportunities after you download that on how to get connected with me if you're interested in talking with me about how I might be able to to help you and uh and but that infographic actually comes from a a a program that I have that's sold for as much as $5,000 and it it's a slice of the that information from that program that I turned into an infographic so this is really high quality uh information that I reference all the time and I and I point to my five, ten uh, figure clients that are paying me less money. I, I, I give the same thing to them because it is really helpful and useful. Absolutely. That's so brilliant. So we'll have uh, that link to that infographic, the offer, your website, ways to get a, in touch with you. Uh, for those people that are really serious about taking their business to the next level and incorporating what what Richard's been talking about this high ticket uh, this high ticket concept you know really understanding what your offerings are and like Richard said having different ways to bring in people so if you don't have that as part of your business offering you're really missing out is is really what the net of it is so thank you Richard so much for being on the Boss Free Society podcast we appreciate you and all the wisdom that you brought to us today hey great thanks for having me Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>